Hello and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the weekly manga podcast where every week we read all the chapters in Visage Shonen Jump, as well as another collected volume of manga. Merry Christmas, everyone. I'm Jeremy, your host. And I'm Kevin, also your host. A new challenger approaches. Hi, I'm Tyler. Also, Zach's here. He was taking a drink, and now he's looking very sheepishly at me. <laughs> yeah, I'm Zach. That was just really poor timing on my part. He's shooting fireballs all diagonally downward. I'm sure I've used that joke on at least one of our shows before. I know I have. <laughs> I have reference I don't think anybody gets. <laughs> it was a good series. It was. We read Sweet Rain this week for Christmas, even though it's maybe after New Year, depending on when Kevin edits this. There's either not going to be an episode next week or there wasn't an episode last week because there's no Shonen Jump for New Year. Yep. I it, might give myself the week as opposed to editing this tomorrow. Yeah, feel free to do that. I, I was going to give you permission because you, we don't have an episode to record next week. You're yep. giving yourself the gift of free time. Yes. <laughs> Which will What's probably like? with Siege. <laughs> probably. That sounds so nice. I want some of that. I would, yes. I was like, oh man, I'm going to get to play my Gundam game. I have two days off in a row. Hasn't happened yet. Yep. I took all week off and I I have obligations every single day. We we have to talk about editing a podcast together, but we'll do that after we talk about Shonen (laughs) Editing a podcast together. But Tyler, that was why I put the game invite in a calendar format so that it's like in your calendar. Yep. That helps for sure. It doesn't help me. (laughs) We wish it did. Yeah, well, I wish I was there too, but days off are a thing of a pass for me. So anyway, we read some manga, and we'll start with One Piece chapter 966, Roger and Whitebeard. Roger and Whitebeard both existed. I I feel like my I was very, very light on notes this week because I read this manga very quickly. My only note for this is Whitebeard and Roger have a beam battle with their swords. Which is pretty cool. I was. It took me a little while to figure out whether or not I was reading a flashback because I don't care about One Piece. It's dead. Well, so Goldie Roger is dead, right? I, I know. It does, As it, is Whitebeard. It, <laughs> yeah. It just took me a little while to figure. I'm like, okay, who are these people? And then it finally, I'm like, oh wait a minute, I recognize those names. I will say they have that sweet like Naginata. I don't know what those weapons are supposed to be. I assume that anyway. They have like a thing where they're clashing. Yeah, pull arm of some sort. But the splash goes across two pages, and that does not translate to the digital reader at all. Because you're like, oh look, there's two spears in the next page, and I'm like, oh. I see what's supposed to happen here. That's a cool idea, but it's dumb. You can have it set up so that the the splash pages, or the the two pages are on screen at the same time. Oh, well, fine then. Because that's how I have mine set up. Yeah, if you're doing it off your computer, or if you're doing it off of like a tablet like me, you can turn the tablet and get both pages at the same time for a full page splash. Noted. I will keep that in mind. Yep. Anyway, Roger did stuff for the first time in the history of the manga. It was pretty okay. It's very Dragon Ball Z, which is what I want. And it does a good job of making Roger seem like someone who Luffy is not already stronger than. Yes. But it's not something I haven't seen in shonen manga before. Specifically shonen manga called Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah. I do really like, so eventually the the Whitebeard Pirates and the Roger Pirates have a three-day battle. And eventually they start. It turns doing... into Christmas by mistake. <laughs> <Yep>. Yeah. <laughs> the, and I think it's Rayleigh who comments on it. He was like, initially this started off as us trying to take each other's shit and has now turned into a <laughs> gift exchange. Yeah, I really like that one guy's like, I love that shirt. Where do you get it? (laughs) Yeah, I I thought that was actually kind of funny. So I will point out Whitebeard does not have a beard. Nope, he's got a mustache. (laughs) Yeah, Whitebeard never has a beard. It's so white, it's actually translucent. So Buggy is on gold. Yeah, that's that's been established. Buggy and Shanks were Roger's deckhands. 
together. Yep. Oh, is okay. Is is Buggy the other kid with Shanks? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. Let's the see one here. with the clown nose and makeup. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just kind of skipped that. I noticed Shanks. I'm like, that looks like a young Shanks. I'm like, I don't know who this kid next to him. He's probably not important. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, was, what was the other thing? Also, Roger's dying. Yeah. That's also, he had a terminal illness. That's also been established for a long time. Yeah. So, yeah. so then he established the same where he's like, I want to do this thing. He's like, well, I'm going to die anyway. I might as well go get executed for the glory of all pirates. Yeah. Okay. Basically, he wanted to find Raftel, which is the name of the last island that he's looking for. Okay, the the mysterious lost technology island, apparently. Well, it's basically just, we don't know how to get there, and so he's like, I want to go there, because I made it to the end of the Grand Line, only... And I found there, this. There, there's another, you know, there's another island. Yeah. I'll, I went. I made it to the end of the Grand Line, and all I got was this stupid cryptic cube. Yep. <laughs> also, I don't know if it was this mo- or chapter or last chapter, but Roger was like, "I do want to fight Whitebeard one more time before I die." I believe that was at the end of last chapter. Okay. Because that was they were like, "Oh, come on, we just fought all these Marines." He's like, "Oh <laughs> no, I want to fight Whitebeard one more time." Also, like, I'm pretty sure Usopp's dad was in yeah. this. Yeah. Yep. Or Grandpa, possibly. Or, or Grandpa, possibly. I yeah. feel like Grandpa fits the timeline better because we know his dad is on Shank's ship. Yeah. Yeah, that actually makes sense. Unless he just ages extremely well. That is a possibility, I suppose. Or is just a lot older than Shank's, which I, I feel like a lot of his career is actually older than him. It's that also a be. possibility, yeah. So yeah, there was a bunch of cool lore backstory stuff because we've never really seen Roger before this. And also he acts exactly like Luffy, which has been hinted at a thousand times, but... Not really shown before. He also seems to be, to be fair, he does have, or seem to have a bit more self-awareness than Luffy ever does, so that's nice. I am of the headcanon that Luffy is, it's 90% an act, because there are the times where he gets super serious all of a sudden. Yep. I feel, I, I'm under the impression that given how often he does that when he is completely alone, that's only like 30% an <laughs> he, act. He's very method. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's like, oh, there's a fourth wall over there. I, <laughs> I I also kind of agree with Jeremy, but I think it's more of like he's got the two sides. So it's not like it's all an act, but he realizes that I, I need to turn on serious mode occasionally. He's kind of like Goku like that, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, Luffy, Goku, d- direct line. Yep. Yeah, I know. It's just I was... Like I like Dragon Ball Z. I'm not a fan of One Piece. I've said it in the past. So, I mean, Naruto is just straight up like I'm going to be king of the ninjas. Naruto so. is a lot more like self aware than yeah. Goku, and he's not quite as problematic for his world as Goku is. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Naruto also tends to play the goofball a lot to kind of like hide his own pain. Yeah, but that's not like he's not like the lackadaisical idiot. I don't no, think anyone he, ever like, thinks yeah. that. Oh, well, he tricks people into thinking that frequently, but actually he's, you know, thinking. Yeah, he he is purposely putting on the act. Like, Naruto is the dude who is putting on that stupid goofball act. Like, they even mention that in the story, that it's like, it's all just, it's an act for him to try and, like, make friends well, and hide his yeah. own pain. Naruto's, I think, a very different sort of character. There is a line from Goku to Naruto, but, like, Deku and Naruto are the ones that I feel like are tied together with a string. I agree. Yep. Anything else we want to say about One Piece? Oh, I guess it kind of is important is that for Roger's last year of his life, Odin was oh, with yeah. him. And so, so he was with the Roger pirates instead of the Whitebeard pirates. Yeah, and I have no idea who this guy is, but he, I assume it's important because the flashback is from his perspective. Yeah, yes. he was the king of One Piece Japan. And he oh, okay. wanted to end, what's it called? Closing the country? What was that called? 
I don't know, just isolationism or yeah. something. He wanted to end isolationism, but an asshole killed him and took the throne and continued it. Well, was he ever actually king? I don't know. Because, like, they mentioned initially he was, like, essentially the prince. He got disowned. He got re-owned, as weird as that sounds, because he started doing some stuff that actually made him seem like, at, at first, all he wanted to do was leave One Piece Japan. <laughs> and so he got he got re-owned because he eventually started becoming a better person and then got the chance to leave and so did. And so it's like never re- – I don't know that he ever actually became emperor or shogun or whatever. So you, you mentioned he got killed at some point in there. How is this flashback from his perspective? Someone is telling it. Okay. So, someone who just knew him, yeah. I guess? Okay. One of the animals that is with him, I believe, is the one telling it. Okay. Yeah. The, either, either, what is it, dogs? Dogstorm or <laughs> Viper Necco. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, I wanted no, it to be like Dog Splash or something, but no. Yeah, do- Dogstorm. Duke Dogstorm or yeah. Necco Viper. I think he's Lord Necco Viper because they are, <laughs> they are co-kings of the animal kingdom. One rules the day and one rules the night. Yes. That's okay. <laughs> but also this entire Wano arc has been structured as a stage play. That's true. Like oh, that's with, interesting. Like the the classical like guitar strings that they would play between acts and like and yeah, li- li- they literally have the curtains close during act two. It's like act two close and literally they have a panel of curtains closing <laughs> over the scene. That's fun. Yeah. And that brings us to something less fun, which is Demon Slayer chapter 188, Sorrowful Love. This is a weird chapter of Demon Slayer to come in on. Yeah, yeah, I don't know who any of these people are. You do know who Muzan is. You probably just don't recognize him because he is a mass of scythe tentacles right now. Yeah, that I noticed him? that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Who are these other people? They're all the, the Hashira. Hashira. Uh, you, you never finished the first season of the anime, did you? I have not yet. I still need to. They're yeah, so about you... to show up where you are. I know. Yeah. Like I'm right before that arc with the, the bug forest. But I forgot to take notes on this one, one, apparently. <laughs> it's the only one I missed. Also, Tanjiro's, like, I don't know what to say. Senpai is there? Not the guy who taught him, but the guy the who found him. The dude that found him? Yeah, but I, I do I not know if he's in him. this. He does not have a feature. He's not featured in this chapter, but I think he does show okay, up. I, I, thought I, I thought I recognized him showing up, but I he wasn't sure if fight. I was just getting him confused with somebody else. But yeah, this is about the love Hashira and the snake Hashira and the snake Hashira being like, ah, my backstory is so tragic. I can't tell the love Hashira I love her because I'm an idiot teenager. And clearly just telling her that would solve all of my problems. Yep. Well, he's uh, horribly disfigured. Well, I mean, yeah, but whoops! I think I, I think I put this on the wrong spot. There we go. I remember which one this is now. But yeah, uh, he he is being an idiot teenager, and he's like, I know. Once I kill all the demons, I'll be able to tell her that I love her. That'll probably make me, you know, enough of a man, right? Or is this also the one where he's like, or if I die and get reincarnated as a human? Yes. Okay. Yes. He's got a guilt complex. He's got a pretty heavy guilt complex. Yes, because yeah, he's an idiot teenager. It does make sense from his upbringing, though, especially with uh, how how could you live because you left? Everyone else died. It's like, no, that's that's not how that works at all. You do not get to guilt shame the dude who ran away who you're going to sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was saying he's got a guilt complex. Yes, it's very it's bad. Like, you do not get to, <laughs> to be very- call me in the wrong for saving my own ass when you were planning to sacrifice me. That's he, your own damn problem. He even says it's not logical, but I feel guilty about it anyway. Yeah. So. 
Like, he understands it's illogical, but he can't to, fix it. To be fair, this is a really weird launch into the backstory. Like, it's not a smooth... Because he's like, I can't love you ever because I'm thinking about all the... Like, he, oh no, it, it felt like an awkward transition into I'm going to tell my entire backstory to myself while I'm running away. As <laughs> someone who's read this entire fight, it is because we were just yep. with Tanjiro in heaven, question mark, heaven slash a flashback. Slash <laughs> coma dream. <laughs> yeah. Where he's, he's trying not, to learn... He's not, he, Dead, maybe. <laughs> it's very weird. I was thinking that this guy was dying, and that's why we were getting his flashback, because that's a he, Demon Slayer he thing. Might, he might die. He's soon. running off to his death, maybe. Because Demon Slayer does like to give people emotional backstories right as they die. Yeah, that's why I was like, is this guy dying... As was well One Piece. Con- I think I got him confused with the person that was, taking, that was being extracted from the fight. Because... Yeah, no. Somebody uh, else was like, "You, ta- you guys, take this person and leave." And I'm like, "Is this the same person?" I just got a little bit. No, confused. the the, the person because that's the one I, who's being extracted. Well, yeah, but I mean, I thought he was carrying her. Oh, I got you. No, he, they've got a like a low rank grunt who knew Gin. That's his name. Gin is uh, Tandra Senpai, and Gin's like, "Hey, you were at final selection with me. You are not strong enough for this fight. Please take injured people over there." Yes, <laughs> and this guy's running off to deliver a message or something. Yeah. Okay. Plus, unfortunately, Demon Slayer does have the uh, same face problem. Yeah, all the characters have the same face. Yep. I do like... Not all of them, but most of them. I do like the, like, oh no, the backstory itself was pretty passable. I kind of like it. I like how he's just like, by the way, I have a snake friend now. And it was (laughs) like, it's just one panel. By the way, this snake showed up and it's my best friend now. (laughs) He was my only companion in the box. Yeah, the problem is there was like no introduction. Why did the snake come there? How did he? He took a the level snake? in ranger, uh, and then suddenly and snake, snake appeared. Yes, <laughs> yeah, he got an animal companion. Well played. Yeah, uh, Demon Slayer has been near the top of my list for a long time now, and this is a weird chapter that is not not a bad chapter because, like you said, the backstory still works. But it's an awkward transition in, even if you've been reading this entire story. I still really liked it. Well, um, I mean, even with was... the awkward flashback transition, I just really liked the. Uh, it, it's still him being an idiot teenager, but I really like the emotional thing of like, I just want to tell her that I love her. Like, God damn it. You so moron. just do just it. Say it. Jesus. This, this is one of the stories I actually understood because it was a back. It was a, uh, it is self-contained. It is a yes. self-contained backstory for this dude. So I'm like, Oh, I understand what's going on. I don't know who you are, <laughs> but I now know what your deal is. To be now, fair, we don't really, <laughs> we don't really know who he is either. We just know he's the snake Hashira and is kind of a dick. Yeah. He voted to kill Tanjiro, I think. And yes, most of them did, though, so that doesn't really... Well, most of the Hashiras are kind of dicks. So. That's true. But how could you possibly vote to kill Nezuko? She's adorable. They hadn't that was seen the, her that yet. That was the counter-argument. <laughs> that, that was the counter-argument, but also they hadn't seen her yet. Yeah, she, she was, was still in, in a box. box. She was just a demon in a box. What's in the box? My sister! No, a demon! Maybe both. Yeah, and yes. also... Also, this point, this chapter loses points because last chapter, Nezuku put on her headband while the theme to Kill Bill was playing, and she has not shown up to kick Moose on yet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I, need to, I need to finish watching Demon Slayer. It's good. It is super good. Because I really liked that series. That will bring us to My Hero Academia number 255, Hero Hopeful. My notes for this chapter are not helpful. <laughs> what the hell is going on? Because I didn't understand a single so, thing here. This guy has been in the background of a lot of the villain meetings, at least in the anime so far, and he's been assigned to guard crazy stab chick. Yeah. I no. have also no. not Tomura, watched. The hand oh, man. hand guy. Yes. Okay. I haven't watched anything from this season. No, so, it's not. It's He's been there. He's so, like the bartender guy. He's so a portal guy. 
from okay. who, I know, from I, the League I of Legends. Yeah. One. I yep. got that, but then like they were interrogating him about the friend thing, and then after that, it seemed like something else was going on, and that's the part I didn't understand. They so were talking about all for one. I think that was just flashing back to a previous talk with him, right? <laughs> yes. So what's going on is Portal Guy, they found out, is a Nomu. Oh, and yes. And the basis for him is a guy that President Mike and Eraserhead went to school with. Who and was their best friend. They were okay, like, I, they were called, what, the three dummigos or something like that? <laughs> yes. Nice. I, okay, I did, I did kind of get that. It was, after, it was after the conversation with him that I was like, I am totally freaking lost. Yeah, I think that was a flash, previous flashback to before the interrogation, them talking to... All for one. Well, and Gran Torino, as you'll know if you're watching the current anime, has become a sentimental old man who's trying to make all the like broken relationships he knows about work. So he's like, I don't know, maybe if you talk to him, a shonen anime friendship miracle will happen. <laughs> yeah, which actually seems like pretty much what he was encouraging, and I'm into it. Uh, that's exactly what he was encouraging. He just didn't call it a uh, shonen anime friendship mirror. I do like, though, that Aizawa, is that his name? Yeah, I for- Eraserhead. Eraserhead. Okay, there we go. His quirk requires him to make intense contact and force conversations with people, which is great. <laughs> Not force conversations, he just has to look at somebody. Well, yeah, but because he's staring at you intently, you're like, uh... Can hi? I help you? <laughs> well, that was the whole reason for the goggles, is that you can't tell where he's looking. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty good chapter of My Hero Academia. Not super great, but the emotional stuff works pretty well. Like I said, my notes are hospital and evil science. <laughs> Exclamation mark, question mark. So they're not helpful, so I don't really remember what I thought of this. Yeah, well, so we have the bit where they kind of do get to Kurogiri? Yeah. I think that's his name, I'm yeah, not sure. Kurogiri is the dude's name. Is the Portal dude. Portal, dude's, Portal name. dude's name. Yeah, so they do kind of get through Kurogiri to their friend, and he says one word, hospital. and That's why I wrote that down. Yep. They're like, all right, well, that's something. We'll try and run with it. Like, we realize it's an extremely weird lead, but, like, that clearly was something that he didn't mean to let slip. Meanwhile, over at the hospital, like, so then Hawks gets a call saying that there's a disturbance at the hospital. So how is he? No. No? Hawks doesn't get a call. It's just because Hawks has infiltrated the League of Villains. Uh, We kind of see him thinking, like, all right, good. Everything's coming together. Okay, transition. Like, the word bubble was on top of there was a disturbance at the hospital, and then all of a sudden Hawks is on the screen. Yeah, it's so so it's a transition to Hawks being like, because the the disturbance at the hospital is Tomura being supercharged by the mad scientist dude. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Um, that's what happened there? Yeah. Yeah. Also, that's been established, because we do find out, I think Hawks told Endeavor in a secret message by highlighting words in a book that Tomura is getting powered up and in three months he's going to blow up the earth. Okay, I did not realize it was Tomura. Yes. I thought that was like a flashback again to the Nomu being created or something. Well, this is what you get for reading one random chapter of a series you kind of know. Yep. It's going to happen in like season six of the anime. Maybe. Well, up the planet, huh? Well, that seems a little extreme. (laughs) Well, to be fair, maybe that was the only words available in the book he was highlighting. (laughs) 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 <laughs> to be fair, I mean, also, he just wants to level the playing field between heroes and villains by this, destroying everyone. I was like, well, he might not literally destroy the planet. He might just disintegrate most of it. That's uh, fine. So, yeah, Toga needs somewhere to hang out. Yeah. <laughs> Twice, too. Oh, man. Everyone else can go screw themselves as far as I'm concerned. But Toga and Twice need somewhere to hang out. Yep. <laughs> I like Twice. You would have you'll like him more if we ever if you ever watch the part of the anime that recently happened during the villain arc. Yeah, where he, his backstory, or also the current where the anime is right now is some good twice stuff. Yeah, it's the there's a manga chapter called Tuga, 
that they just adapted. And that sadly was not the anime title. But <laughs> That's pretty good, though. Yes. Anything else we want to say about My Hero? It was pretty good. That will lead us to The Promised Neverland, Chapter 162, Musical Chairs. I don't know why it was Wait, called that, that in hindsight. Called? Okay, yeah. Because I can't I guess think of the reason either. Everybody's going to a different place. Yeah, I can't either. Uh, this is another chapter not great to be dropped in on. I'm lost. Um, I they, Shit's going down. I, I don't know yeah. what's going on. I'm actually, I kind of piece this together from the one other chapter of this I've read. So let, let me see if I get this approximately right. So it's the future. Demons, it's questionable what the hell they are. Maybe a hell portal opened up or something. Took over the control of the planet. And for some reason, a lot of them are like, humans are delicious. And so they eat humans. But according to this chapter, part of their religion was, no, you shouldn't eat humans, but it's fine. I'll pray for you. And then they mummified themselves somehow. <laughs> and they want to... Ref- <laughs> Uh, and the two characters that we see are like, we should resurrect the ancient old one so they can lead us into a glorious new revolution that does not involve eating as many humans, maybe? I don't know. They said we could pickle them at some point, so. so all, all I s- got was at the end of this, they're preparing to have a royal rumble where everything started. That's oh, yeah. all yes. I got. Also, yes. do some humans not age? Because that guy is like, hello, grandmother, and he's introduced as a human earlier. Uh, I think that's her title. Her title is yeah. grandmother. Yeah. Because she used to be mother. Okay, she's been now promoted. she's grandmother? Yeah, because assuming human, the previous yes. grandmother died. Okay. So all the stuff about the mummified people is new this chapter. Yes, I thought so. <laughs> so basically the two demons that are like, hey, let's unmummify these guys. I guess the little girl is a genetic like defect where she does not need to eat humans. And yeah. if anyone eats her blood, they gain that effect. Yeah, so the main reason that demons eat humans is they gain the attributes of what they eat. So when they ate humans, they gained intelligence. So oh. that's why they eat humans to maintain their intelligence. And they kind of need they to, other, otherwise society collapses. Yes. Okay. And like the main punishment among demons is you can't eat humans anymore. So you become a beast. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, they show up or earlier in the manga. There's tons of wild demons running around, and they're just beasts to everyone. They still have their fantastical abilities, like the hyper-regeneration and stuff, and their uh, superior strength, but they lose their intelligence. But if they happen to stumble upon a human, it's likely that they're just going to randomly kill and eat them anyway. And then they'll be like, oh, now I'm a smart. Yes, only so it's not that they opened a hell portal and took over the planet. There are two different dimensions. So they're technically open to hell portal, but they haven't gone to Earth. Okay. They pulled some humans to hell. Okay. Cool. So, so actually, they actually they opened an Earth portal. and <laughs> Yes. What I'm hearing is we need to send Doom Guy into this world. No, because they got a plan to escape. Like it's an agreement between the humans and the demons. They just gave them some humans. Do you really think farm. that would matter to Doom Guy? No, <laughs> I've got a double-barreled but shotgun he's on Mars. for your agreement. Okay, true. So, can I s- ask what is this plan? Because they're like society's collapsing, and their plan is basically these people will know what to do about it. It's basically we need to stop a riot from happening, and this will mollify a riot because the government just got assassinated, and nobody knows that yet. Because okay. it just happened. Okay. Not specifically the sense. government, the royal families. Yeah. So, the, so they're like, plan hey, is... we'll find the ancient priests. And That's somebody that people will respect and can listen to, and okay. then we can reestablish a society. This again. makes way more sense than just like, well, society's collapsed. I guess we should go revive these guys. That'll help. Yeah, co- society collapsed five minutes ago, and nobody okay. knows it yet. Gotcha. But like the, the human asshole who's in charge is like, oh, let's tell everyone society collapsed, and then we can take over. Okay, this all makes much more sense. 
And meanwhile, all the other children who did not just assassinate a government got captured and taken ba- back to the place all everything started. So they have to go Royal Rumble there. They're going to figure out the plan on the way there. <laughs> yeah, I really liked this chapter with it's the good. reveal of Grandmother Isabella. Like, oh man, that was so good to see her again. It would probably mean more to me yeah, if I, I actually no was reading the series. Yeah. I had an idea of who it was just because of the fact that I've heard them talk about it. I thought you had seen Promise Neverland. I kept meaning to, but never got around to it. Okay. Which can Zach some, never wanted uh, to get around to watching that episode where a kid died, and that's the first episode. So. Uh, no, I don't actually have that big of a problem with that. I just never got around to it, because everything, other things kept stacking up in front of it. I mean, it's the same reason why I'm still midway through episode nine of Promise Neverland. Like, literally halfway through the episode. It's good. Yeah, you should watch very it. good. Yep. That will bring us to A Gravity Boys Chapter 3. I'm going to be 500 AU. Hey, this should go quick. What oh is God. this series? This was so freaking stupid. I love it. <laughs> this is the worst chapter of this series so far, which yes. is not a series that Kevin and I super like. So basically, humanity sent these four boys out to colonize space because everything was fucked. Then they no, blew- it, it wasn't like not everything was fucked. It was like, uh, hey, we're going to send out colonization teams. These are like four of our best and brightest. We're going to send them out to colonize a planet. Then two days after that, nuclear war happened and everyone on Earth died. So the, are they now the last of humanity except for any other ships that happen to be out? Maybe. Yes. <laughs> Maybe. Well, okay. Also, they're like they assumed the nuclear Armageddon happened. They got told oh. on the radio, hey, we just declared war. Yeah, they pulled in Interstellar, where instead of going on their 200-year journey, they hit a black hole, and the journey took three days. Oh. Yeah. So they're like, not only are we maybe the last we're out there, but they might have sent out other ships, but it will take them 197 years to get, or 200 years to get here, so we'll be dead by then. Awesome. Wait, how are they going to, like, establish a human colony? Well, so a character that did not appear in this chapter is an interdimensional asshole from another dimension who shows up to fuck with them uh, previously once per chapter. In the first chapter, he gives them a pill that will turn one of them into a girl. Okay. And and they elect not to use it because of friendship. I mean, (laughs) I feel like you use that eventually, maybe. They did technically throw it out the window so it's still on on the planet somewhere. (laughs) Okay. So some random deer just ate it and you're like, well, <laughs> maybe, maybe not. What happens if a girl eats it? <laughs> oh, it's, it's a gender change. Yeah, it's a, oh, it's a gender swap potion. That's so. convenient. <laughs> <laughs> that's this series in a nutshell. This was just so freaking. I'm not a fan. No, this was very this was bad. a bad chapter. I will say, having come from watching a ton of Doctor Stone and coming to a kind of similar character archetype, this is. It was amazing, but also this is not a good comp. Don't you also read got, it. You got two chapters of Dr. Stone this week. Yeah. Oh, I didn't read either of them. You, you didn't? Oh, you, you only read the stuff that I told you to? For Doc? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. I don't know. I, don't know, I read everything. Yeah, I'm we wa- usually read everything. I'm watching Dr. Stone, so. Well, that's fair. You didn't, you didn't get to find out about the cute space babe that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. The, would not recommend this one. I oh, Gravity do- Boy specifically, not the Doctor Stone stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, so I will. So, so the the entire thing is basically they're trying to find food to eat, and he's like, "I will science food together," which is also a thing that I can't remember his name already, even though I. Thank you. Yes, thank you. It's a, I was gonna say it's like a super simple name. He's like, "Food is just science," <laughs> but I did have to experiment several times, and now I've got the shits real bad. And then they, but sh- it turns out I'm a nervous pooer and can only poo on my toilet. Yeah, so they. 
shonen friendship him to his toilet. I just love the last splash page. Um, it's like a super shonen like splash page where it's like the wind's blowing in the background. There's like some artistic sheen, and he's like, "I took a dump." <laughs> I feel like the entire rest of this not very good chapter was worth that splash page. Listen, uh, no, no, it was not worth my time. My favorite thing about this series so far has been their kick-ass exosuits that they have not put on again. <laughs> well, yeah, because the environment's safe, so they I don't know. need their Iron Man suits. It's fucking annoying. That guy who took a dump has this awesome armored lab coat. Like, that it's a lab cool. coat with a tie and everything. It's so <laughs> cool. Hasn't I mean, put it on since. I'm like, that was the my favorite thing about this. This is only chapter three, though, right? Yeah. So I, I might come back to this after there's like ten chapters or so and see if it picks up. If. Yeah, okay. It'll get to ten. It will get to ten. Because that's like, what, a volume? Roughly there about? It's a little more than that. But yeah, nothing's been captured, canceled before ten before. <laughs> uh, they, it takes eight weeks to compile the votes anyway, so they have at least eight weeks once they make it in to... A crew votes. So it's also not like just because it's canceled and shown and jump doesn't mean that they're not making it anymore. Right? Typically, it does mean that. Oh, not okay. always. Sometimes, like shown and jumps, like actually we're going to put it over here, or you're going to get published here. Well, I mean, the author could still continue creating it. Elsewhere, Depends on right? the author, like in the agreement they have with shown and jump, right? Because usually they give away some of the rights. To gotcha. This, yeah, usually the give the creative rights away, but they do sometimes transfer stuff where it's like it's not doing well in jump, but it's not like people aren't liking it. So that's why they might transfer stuff over. Like, uh, I mean, that happened with World Trigger. Because World Trigger used to be in Jump, and then it transferred to a monthly comic because it wasn't, like, it was like, it used to be in Jump, the guy took a break, came back, it's not fitting in the new Jump, so we're going to put it over here because it's still good. But he's essentially doing bi-monthly releases. Yeah, but in a monthly magazine. So basically two chapters come out every month in the same magazine. Yes. Okay. And that brings us to Samurai 8, Chapter 32, Time Limit. Yeah, I was going to say, this wasn't a super strong chapter for a couple reasons. It would probably mean more if I knew what was it's going not even on that. to lead up to this. The action's really muddy. Yeah. That, like, and unclear, and that's unusual for Samurai 8. Now, I was going to say, I like a lot of the inside jokes where there's this, like, socially inept person, like, wink! <laughs> and, like, you know, the, the whole, like, we're actually buddies because he has a bunch of flashbacks of, like, all the experiences they've had that taught him all these, like, human interactions. That's all cool. My problem is they're like, secret, we're actually on the same team attack. And the guy does not, like, they just spring the trap immediately. The guy doesn't even have a chance to be fooled by it before they attack him. I'm like, what was the per? Why not just do it? Why was there the thing? And well, why was does it free everybody once they do it? Yeah, there, I mean, there was the him freeing it was kind of from last week where Jeremy and I called what was going to happen this week so it lost a ton of impact when it's like yeah I, I i knew that was coming like there's no way that wasn't going to end this way i just the fact that they like had this whole we're secretly working together thing like the villain doesn't even react to it before they just jump turn on him so yeah especially when the villain is like kill your old friend to prove you are loyal to me and not him oh what you're not loyal to me you're loyal to him I am surprised. On the other hand, they do have to stop a countdown at the end, and they're not going to make it in time. So the one of the samurai shoots his rocket arm off. To yeah, go. that's rad. <laughs> um, so are all the samurai androids or cyborgs? Something? Basically, okay. Being a samurai some... basically makes you a cyborg. It's very shadow run in that way. A bunch of people definitely get cut in half. I'm like, those are mechanical parts. Yeah, I figured. So I was wondering how that worked. Yeah, they have um, a key, which is like the 
It's like it looks kind of like a spinal column. It's not a yeah, full Yeah, I one. saw that in the first chapter of this I read. Yeah. So their key is super important. The rest of them is completely destructible. Like it as long as as long as they are a samurai in heart and mind, they will reincarnate or they can regenerate. But as soon as a samurai like stops believing that he's worthy of being a samurai, he dies. That's the only way to kill a samurai is to make him not believe that in is shonen as fuck yeah <laughs> oh my god i didn't know that's exactly <laughs> that, how that is worked. amazing yeah they literally tell they that literally the tell hachimaru that at one point like that is the ultimate shonen thing yeah the only way to lose is to stop believing in yourself or his master does have a move that permanently cuts off parts of samurai so maybe yes. you could die that way if you just cut them down enough maybe I also will if you somehow damage their key they probably die yeah or at least are permanently damaged in some manner yeah but yeah. like that's the the explanation is you have to believe in yourself <laughs> so hard to live yeah oh well they just need kamina to just like <laughs> follow people around no but then they're believing in him that believes in them they're not believing in themselves well say and by transitive property they end up believing in themselves and then they believe in kamina yeah that's that's simon's arc yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> I will say I love Samurai 8 from the two chapters of this I read completely disconnected from each other, and I should definitely start reading this. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, uh, this isn't one of my favorite chapters of Samurai 8, but this Samurai 8 as a series has definitely been really good. Yeah, the art is cool, the aesthetic is awesome, the story seems passable, so. Yeah, the cool space opera stuff is neat. That will lead us to Act Age Scene 95, Identity. I feel exactly the opposite about Act Age as I do about Samurai 8. Okay. Yeah. You are well, eh. listen, when we jumped in <laughs> in the how... middle of an arc, we didn't like it either. So That's true. I like that Chiyoko Googles herself. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I have a vague knowledge of what's going on, but here I'm just like, I don't know what's going on so, with any of this. Are you talking to people? Are you thinking this? Like, I'm not entirely sure. It's like her death. The, the speech bubbles system? are actually different than the thought bubbles. Yeah. I noticed that. So they actually have a visual indicator. Or is, uh, are they thinking this or are they speaking? My it? entire thing. I mean, they might, but I don't know what those I, indicators I get, are. I get that. I'm just, I'm, that's what I was trying to say. There is an indicator for it. I read three chapters of this and her internal struggle seems to be, how can I control my emotions and still be an actor? Or how can I learn how to display emotion? I'm like, maybe if you're having such a hard time going from I'm on stage being angry and then trying to pretend to forgive someone on stage as an actor, maybe you're not cut out to be an actor. Tyler, this is the same series in which method acting is a shonen technique. <laughs> it's true. Yes. It's, a, it's very that. dangerous because you can lose yourself in the role. I was having lunch at work the other day, and I forget what the, what the hell we even brought this up, and one of my uh, coworkers was like, well, Tyler practices the method. He just never stops. I'm like, I don't even know what part I'm preparing for, but I am so prepared. Yeah. So, so for me, I felt like this chapter actually didn't do a whole lot, because I feel like it was like, oh no, how is Kay going to forgive everybody? And that's what happened last week, and they didn't answer the question here. They're just kind of like, all right, it will happen next week, for sure this time. Well, it's like, only forgive everybody on stage, right? Or is it like a larger metaphor for the rest of her life? Uh, no, it's a, it's a metaphor for the director's life. Oh, yes. Because <laughs> the director hates everybody because the actress's dad was with her for a year and then wrote a novel about her and never spoke to her again. Weird. Yeah. Okay. And then so she has done everything in her power to piss off Kay. And Kay is like, am I just acting or am I like really angry? And if so, like, how how do I make this performance good? Also, there, it's a 
rival battle, the like people commenting on the play are going to be in the play tomorrow night as the B cast, and the girl who Googles herself is Kay's rival. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's I, I did still really like it, and I do like the so essentially the director was like, all right, so I've got this problem where I'm angry at everybody. How do I forgive somebody? I know I'll write a play about me forgiving somebody and then make an actor do it. And if they can actually manage it, maybe I can think of how to do it. I just feel like if an actor can manage to for like act as though they're angry and then act as though they forgive. I don't know. It seems the acting in this is like. It's very it's like, shonen. Yeah, it's very shonen. It's like Food Wars, where it's like, how did you make cooking so interesting of a battle mechanic? This is acting as a battle mechanic. <laughs> and I, when I was starting the series, I had all the problems you're talking about. But like, when you get swept up in it, it works. Yeah. Okay. I like the idea. It's just because I'm lacking so much context. We had oh, the no. exact same thing when we started in the middle of the arc. Admittedly, we were dealing with actually one of the guys on the B cast <coughs> when we started reading, because it K wasn't involved at least at the end of that arc, but... Who is the main character, right? Yeah, K okay. is the main character. I don't know, maybe just as a theater guy, I'm like, why are you having so many problems with this? It's just <laughs> acting. Just do it. It's very intense acting. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's also essentially just... It's also the metaphor for her. It's not just acting to her. She's actually, like, the anger that she's feeling right now is because her dad left her mom before she died. Yeah, so, so like her dad is a dick. Her dad is something. a dick. So that's why she's so angry. She's reimagining that point in her life when she was super pissed at her dad for leaving her mom on their on, yeah, on be, her deathbed. Yeah, and one of her B-cast friends is like, the deepest emotions are sometimes the hardest to forget. Yeah, so she's <laughs> like, like reliving thanks. this within herself. So she's got the various like inner monologue versions of herself. Trying to be like, I want to become an actor. And younger Kay is like, really? You want to become an actor? An actor is just a monkey that does whatever the director says. Yeah, no, I got all that. I'm just saying. But I'm, maybe this isn't the job for you. Well, but she has to <laughs> conquer that, that inner girl being angry at her. Yeah, because she actually is an amazing actor. Like, Remember, Tyler, acting level shonen. She did act so scared once that it, she cleared out a high school um, <laughs> hallway. Yeah, she she made everyone think they were being attacked by zombies just by how she reacted to pretending to be attacked by a zombie. That's pretty good. Okay, that's that's very shonen. <laughs> yeah, that that's her level of acting. Like, because I remember reading this in Jumpstart, which is their they'd run three chapters of potential new series to see if it's how people like it in Jump, and the. She gets essentially found. She doesn't initially want to be an actor, but somebody is like, you, you should be an actor because he sees her like playing around with her younger sister and brother and is like, oh, my God, that's the best acting I've ever seen. I want to make you a real actor. <laughs> with my help, you'll be a real actor. I'm just saying I listened to a podcast recently where a lady was complaining about having like she was in dance school and she's like, I really dislike just being a vessel for the choreographer. So she became a molecular neuroscientist. <laughs> sure i feel like at that point you're just a conductor for physics but i guess we're just splitting hairs yeah but she gets to make her own decisions and stuff yeah well and they even mentioned that in this one that the actor's job is not to just do whatever the director says it's to bring the director's expectations well it's to bring the director's image to life like they have an idea and we're here to bring it to life so yes that is doing what the director says but that is going beyond what the director wants as well plus ultra Anyway, that will bring us to We Never Learn question 141. Some smile and some sob at X and dot, dot, dot. There was some pretty decent tension in this. It, it, it almost made us think that maybe some of them didn't get in. 
I mean, if you wanted to do the manga for another year. <laughs> is it about ending? Is that the... Probably. Probably. Um, Given that this was the end goal. Yeah, it seems like there was a lot of emotional payoff here, but I have no context for it, so... Yeah. Yes, there was. Yeah, it, I had it was some. an extremely solid chapter if you've been reading the manga for <laughs> the entire time. I thought it was solid with, even without that, because yes. I liked this chapter a lot. Well, you've also seen the anime, so you at least have... Most of the first season. That's another one that's on the list. Well, I, if you've seen most of the first season, you've at least reestablished the basics yeah, of there the relationship. Yeah, there are some characters. So you can then extrapolate that into the future. There are no characters to... in this chapter that you do not know who they are. Yes. Yeah, I know. Except for Glasses Girl, I have a hard time telling any of the other female characters apart. Really? really? They look huh. very similar I to mean, me. I mean, like, I feel that way in a couple of series, Demon Slayer in particular, but I feel like they're all fairly think, distinct in uh, this. I thought I recognized Senpai, but I can't. Yeah. I don't know her name. Konami. Thank you. She's uh, but got all the, the other ones I did, I did recognize pretty easily. Kirstie was <laughs> lets down her guard without being drunk, and it's very sweet. Yeah, it, this was a very, very nice chapter. Plus, we have Uraraka. Uraraka. Uraraka have... be like, first girl wins. I love you. They're not here. They can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> which I well, is super I called powerful. Uraraka, which is <laughs> yep. what you go from. So anyway, but yes, her dropping the love bomb. <laughs> Right as she's about to leave to America. <laughs> uh, no, Australia. Love... She's going to Australia. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I love you. By the by, I'm leaving. <laughs> I, I will love you from Australia. I guess Fumino gets second place. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, because if we go by the popularity contest, that's he's going to be with Kirisu. Kirisu. <laughs> <laughs> Who uh, has already told him, yes, after you graduate. Or rather, yes. Like your mom said, wait till you graduate. I mean, um. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And he's he's now graduated. <laughs> I know. I continue to think I would really like this series. You probably would. It on my it's list. very good. The anime is great. The second season's currently running. No. Yeah. I, I, Did it be, just end? It might have just ended. It might uh, have I'm one a couple more. episodes I, behind. It, it, I still need to watch. No. The, you know what? It's got one more episode. I know. It's got because there's no way they end the arc right where it is. Gotcha. Because there's still a lot. There's still a little bit more to go on with the festival. That's the last. Ep- the last three epi- or the last two episodes have been the festival, the school festival. So there's at least one more episode this season. Yeah, I should catch back up on that because I lost a bit of interest when it was covering stuff that I'd already read in the manga. Mm-hmm. But I know they're doing it out of order, so I know the climax of the season is stuff I haven't seen. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I've super solid chapter. Kiris is great. Iraq is great. Ogata and Fumino are in this chapter too. <laughs> well, Ogata's still pretty good. Like. <laughs> I do like Seki just spoils the fact that she passed for her. Yes, I, I really like that, because that's the the tension is like, at first they all walk up and they all seem kind of, or Ogata seems kind of angry, and Kirisu's like, oh, it's okay if you didn't make it in, and she's like, what? No, of course I made it in, I'm just pissed that somebody spoiled, spoiled that I got, <laughs> that I made, or that Seki just spoiled that I made it in, we were all supposed to look at the same time. All right, that does it for what we're going to talk about, so that brings us to Jump Card.
Jump Card is the segment where we rank all the series in Shonen Jump this week. Zach didn't do it because he always forgets his homework at home, and Tyler only read the stuff we talked about. I did it. I just forgot it. At home. I wasn't aware I was supposed to read the entirety of, you said, here's a list, and I, I read the list. That's the stuff we talk about. You've done this podcast before. Yeah. And I feel like I did the same. I feel like there were more things on the list last time I did this. Yeah. Well, no. I don't think so. Anyway. You might have listed everything that we read because we don't talk about the monthlies that are still on the site. That's true. That's fair. Yeah, that makes sense. I might have just said, hey, read everything here. I might have read more specific instructions because it was your first time. Anyway, there were 17 chapters this week. So, Kevin, what do you have at number 17? You you have nine? Uh, yes, so we'll just nine. We'll just have you join when we get to nine. Yep. So I have a Gravity Boys at 17. Hey, me too. <laughs> poop. Yep. I actually put... I remember that one. I put. I actually had Mitama down there. I had Mitama pretty low, but I like the Babe Ruth joke. What do you have at 16, Kevin? Mitama. <laughs> I didn't like the Babe Ruth joke that much. <laughs> That's where I put the Gravity Boys, actually. I had Jujutsu Kaisen at 16 because I feel I feel like this series has become a mess recently. Yeah, it's not super high for me. What do you have at 15? I have Chainsaw Man at 15. Because I got confused on the metaphor Makima was trying to make. <laughs> That one kind of got away. That's where I put that one too, because I didn't know what was going on and it didn't seem to make sense. Like, I kind of understood, like, oh, I see you found for the country mouse or whatever, but then she (laughs) summons a rat swarm somehow. I'm like, wait, what? I do wonder when Makima got horror movie monster rat powers. Yeah. I feel like, oh, I should have seen her train on the hyperbolic horror chamber for that. (laughs) Where you just watch, like, slasher flicks endlessly. (laughs) Well, it's just weird because, like, She's like, I need, to, I need to be able to, I want to make this one metaphorical reference, so I need to be able to summon a swarm of rats, it just so that it makes sense at the time. It reminded me of the part in Skyfall, where Javier Bardem is like, yeah, and we trained the rats to eat the rats, and we threw the rats in a rat hole, and they ate the rats. And then James Bond's like, uh, Raid is from Q Branch, it's called Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably the funniest Daniel Craig has ever been. Anyway, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. What did you have, 15? Hi, Q. Because okay. I'm Haikyuu is like the one I felt like Zach and Tyler felt about everything. Where I was like, man, if I knew more about Haikyuu and I knew who all these guys were that are getting epilogue paragraphs right here, I'd probably get the feels, but I don't have the feels. Yeah, I had similar things, but I at least knew like it went slightly higher than me for me because of the fact that I was like, oh, the, all these guys are getting epilogue panels. Like I would feel more if I knew who they were, but they're getting epilogue panels. That's kind of cool. I, I had, like when series do that. Yeah. I had Jujutsu Kaisen at 14, because I agree with you, this this particular arc has been a mess. And I'm just like, all right, so Gojo activated his void domain, which I think puts people essentially in space. <laughs> it, it, Jujutsu Kaisen Sorcerer is weird. So he was like, I figure, I, I like the explanation of, I figure that normal people could survive for 0.2 seconds. But then it's like, all right, so did you kill a bunch of the transfigured humans because he's holding two heads but it doesn't look like two of the demon heads that are the cursed curse heads that he's fighting so i was like did he just kill some random people and it's like don't worry now everything's fine i found these <laughs> plus i do like his one friend at the end revealing the prison cube at at the end that went over my head yeah it that was the guy speaking is the guy who was his friend who yeah, turned yeah. Evil. i got that yeah i have mitama at 14 because I like baseball. I like it when people with superpowers play baseball. It's the 90s X-Men fan in me. Yeah. <laughs> and the Babe Ruth joke was good. But 
Does Wolverine ever play baseball in the 90s X-Men show? He plays a lot of basketball. In the show, I don't think so. I think it was just basketball in the show. I just, they did both in the comics. I just want him to like be in the outfield, being like, I got it, I got it, and just snicked and like impaled the ball. Well, the rules are no powers, which is why they always oh. start using their powers immediately. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I have Haikyuu at 13 for a lot of the reasons that we talked about where it's like, ah, it's an ep- it's got a bunch of epilogue panels for all these characters that I don't know who they are. I have Samurai 8 at 13 because I felt like the chapter was kind of a mess. Yeah. It's, it just like in terms of the drawing and the action flow. I liked it a little bit more. I have Black Clover at 12. But backstory, Kevin. Yeah, but it's not backstory I particularly cared about. At least there were zero a- girls teasing Asta this chapter, which does make it lower for me. But I do like Yuno's terribly cliche backstory. And also his self got to yell at people. And I like that. Yeah, and it's not that I Black Clover ended up here because I like stuff above it, not because I thought it belonged below the list. Like that, this was really the position that I was like, "What I put here?" Yeah, I guess it's Black Clover because I like everything more. I have uh, Demon Slayer at number twelve. Okay, because like I said, the fight scenes are not what they usually are, and while it was a pretty self-contained chapter, it felt to me like it came kind of out of nowhere. I got you. So I have Mission Yuzakura Family at number 11. I have that much higher. <laughs> I did really like this one, but I just, I liked a lot of the emotional moments in some of the other chapters more. Again, like I said, this one just kind of went down here because I liked stuff more, not I didn't like Mission Yuzakura Family, because I did really like this. I actually really, really liked Mission Yuzakura first. I do remember putting that one much higher on the list that I put. Yeah, I was going to say, you really liked that chapter that we read. The, f- the very first one, yeah. Yeah, which happened to be the last episode we're on. That Yeah, that's the Stupid Assassin family yeah. one, right? Does that get better? Uh, it's maintained about the same. This one, they go to their wedding reception, though, to show all the spies that they're married now. And the tradition is they have to run down the aisle while everyone is trying to shoot them. That's fair. And there's a message from the girl's mom <laughs> who died scolding the older brother from basically from the grave. You're like, stop being a dick at me ta- at uh, her wedding. I know you are. Why are they just now having the reception? How many chapters have come out since? Well, this is like a public reception, like to show the spy world that they are. Okay. I just feel like that normally yeah. happens pretty quickly. But... And they, al- they... also they are secret married. Oh, okay. They, they are still in high school. Also that. Yeah. Yeah. They're, right. they're married in the spy world. But not in, I mean, in reality, but like no one else knows. They also mention that it's extremely difficult to get all the spies together for this thing. So they were like, we literally decided, we like basically found out yesterday (laughs) that that everyone's plans coincided (laughs) and we could do it. The first panel I remember laughing at because the dude walks in and the girl whose name I honestly can't remember is like in the full bridal gown. And he's just like, what? (laughs) Well, then I love the uh, disguise brother yanks off his sleepwear, turning him into, or, uh, and suddenly he's wearing a tuxedo, which is great. Also a good joke. I like. Yeah. It seems very much like Zach's kind of stupid. Yeah, it's, I really liked it. It was colossally dumb, but it was a lot of fun. It's yeah, occasionally it, my kind of stupid. Like thirty percent of the time, it's my <laughs> kind of stupid. It is really good. It usually ends up going a lot lower for me because a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about, I've been reading longer, so I'm more attached to it. So it's much harder for me to put it above that stuff when I'm like, well, I mean, it was good, but like this was better because I've been reading it longer. Also, a lot of the other things you guys are reading are not comedies. Yes. So, and I, I tend to prefer not comedies in my manga, but I like ig- ignoring the assignment for this week, because my God, it really <laughs> depends on the comedy, because like we never learn as a comedy and I yeah, really I was like gonna... we never learn. Yeah. 
I've promised Neverland at 11. I do hmm. like the, hey, let's go back to Grace Field and fight vibe, but that was also literally the vibe from last week. And I'm kind of with Tyler in the, hey, we have mummified high priests we've never spoken of before. They'll fix this problem for us. Honestly, I was when I did read that, my expectation was that the end panel was going to have that dude from the... Uh, you know, the the boxing ring? Let's get mm-hmm. ready to rumble! I mean, that's about what the vibe is. Also, yeah. I feel like Isabella should be half on their side. Which maybe she will be. There's still room for that. Yeah. But just given the tone of their last meeting. Well, specifically, she's also... Like, we don't know that she's necessarily not on their side. True. Especially when she finds out that what's-his-name is... what What's-his-name's plan is. Yeah, that is not That's not a good plan for her. Yeah. What do you have at 10? I have Samurai at 10. I do agree with you. It was a little... A little muddy. I didn't like it as much because of the whole, hey, look, Sanda's going to betray Ryu. Only, no, of course he isn't. Why would anyone think that? I do like the super awkward wink. Yeah, that is good. That like panel that just might as well go, wink. Yes. It would have been funny <laughs> if he said it. Wink. Did, <laughs> did you just like, say what? wink? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you just say wink? It's like, yeah, no. Ryu's dumb. <laughs> What do you have at 10? I have Chainsaw Man at 10. I liked the mouse metaphor, even though I made all the James Bond jokes about it. I think it works. And like, honestly, I didn't know if Makima was going to kill her or not until she did. And yeah. so I felt the tension worked. I could see that going both ways. I could it, see her like, hey, we need to recruit you. Your bomb powers are cool. I'm honestly curious. Did we, have you met this person that she killed before? Yes. Or? yes. She was like the villain of the, the arc immediately arc. before. Well, this is still probably in that arc. So she was the villain of this arc. And she was going to meet Denji at the cafe. Okay, I wasn't... She pretended to be Denji's girlfriend. I wasn't sure if if she'd been met before. Because, like, I obviously didn't know who she was. Of course, I had, before this chapter, never even seen Denji. He's an Ichigo. Only a little bit more of a slob. With more chainsaws. His bonkai is chainsaws. I was like, a lot more base. (laughs) Well, no, he's not personality-wise. I mean, visually. Visually, yes. A lot more chainsaws and a ripcord in his chest. I'm pretty sure Ichigo has that in one of the seasons. Maybe. Quincy Ichigo has it. He gets a hole in his chest at one point. Yeah, when it becomes hollow. So now that we're at number nine, Tyler, what do you have at number nine? Uh, The exact same thing you have at your number nine, Act Age, but for entirely different reasons. I also have have Act Age at nine. That's kind of Act Age enough. I also have Act Age at nine. (laughs) (laughs) Zach, just say you do, regardless. I actually remember that I had it much lower. Because like I was lacking a lot of context. Yeah, I'm, I just don't have my list. This is at the bottom of my list, maybe for that reason, and also for all the reasons I said that I probably don't like this earlier. It's just like it's just acting. Just do it. <laughs> it's <laughs> but, just cooking. Just do it. It's exactly. Just, it's just martial arts. Just do that's why I actually. It. Yeah, like you just got to punch the guy in the acting. face. It's not that hard. Uh, okay. No. To be fair, though, <laughs> you like just like okay. It acting is literally something everyone does on a daily basis. True. You could say the same thing about cooking. Yeah, and some people are better at it because they practice it more. I understand that, but pretending to go from or going from pretending to be ma- angry to pretending to be forgiving it's like I don't know. So are Except you saying the, thing the is acting she's... in in uh, Star Wars Episode Two is the same as the acting in The Departed? Yep, exactly. <laughs> no, I'm saying don't ask Tyler for recommendations on movies. I'm saying that you know some people are better at acting. I'm saying it should not be that hard to like pretend to be like you're on stage playing a role. So, it's not that hard. But then you Here's don't have the any thing. drama. 
Yeah, there's the, she's not able to portray emotions correctly if she can't feel them, so she's method acting. So she is not pretending to be angry. She's angry. The acting part is making sure that the angry fits what the play needs, she but is, she's she's straight up furious, and now she needs to forgive them somehow. She is full bore angry mode. Right okay, now. so so the uh, the shonen twist now is that she has to think of a time she really <laughs> forgave someone. Actually, <laughs> this it's making it sound like she needs to somehow figure out how to actually forgive these people, like the actual how, people that she's actually angry at. No, uh, maybe or or getting over the transposed anger or and actually she, forgiving these people because they're not the ones that have anything to do with her anger. Yes, yes. or is she like really in character, so she's angry at the people on stage with her. A little bit. I'm of both. very confused now. Okay, anyway, super method. <laughs> what do you have at eight, Tyler? What do I have at eight? It's a secret reveal. I actually had a Gravity Boys. It, it was pretty low on the list. Like. I've, it was amusing. I'm glad I read this one chapter. I'm probably not going to read anything else unless I hear good things about it in the future. Wow, yeah. you thought it was amusing? I thought it was mildly amusing. All I right. specifically let let last flash panel. play, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Apparently, I did uh, not want to know that. I Wait just, till we get the sweet rain. <laughs> I just loved that last page where it's like I took a dump, and it's like super dramatic. I don't know. I thought it was funny. What do you have at eight, Kevin? I have Doctor Stone reboot at eight. I actually did really like both Dr. Stone chapters this week. So did I. And I liked the ending, and I'm super excited for Senku to go meet uh, Space Android Babe. <laughs> Space Android Babe based on his dad's fetishes. So is yes. It, is, that what, is that the end chapter? Yeah, for a reboot. end. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah, so I noticed it last week that it said that's going to be the end. Both of us were like, how is this going to continue to be a series? The answer is it isn't. It's like a mini-series, which yeah. is fine. Okay, yeah, that's, that's fine. I just yeah, wanted so to make sure that wasn't just like end of the chapter like if this chapter or, or this particular manga had done that every time or if this was literally just saying this is the no, end of this so yeah that was the end of dr stone reboot which let's is what's some build into dr stone the manga written by the guy who draws dr stone who, who is not the guy who stone. writes yeah the right. guy okay yeah so there's a writer for dr stone this was the artist made his own uh miniseries manga okay about the dr stone universe that he wrote and drew which is nice that's pretty cool yeah I do. So there's been a lot of speculation over whether or not Senku is asexual or at least just like very not motivated in that arena. I'm just saying meeting space cyborg chick based on his father's fetishes might be the thing that finally <laughs> breaks that. That looks like the model that his dad made when he was a kid who he got super interested in the first time. So, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. What do you have at eight? I have Black Clover at eight. Okay. Because I liked it. <laughs> All right, Tyler, what do you have at seven? I had Promise Neverland just because, one, I was lacking a lot of context. There's, I don't know, there, like the plan seems very shoddy to me. They haven't come up with it yet. Yeah, the plan is wake these guys up. Oh, you mean that plan? Okay. <laughs> yeah, that plan. <laughs> I thought you meant, I, I guess technically Emma, Ray, and Norman aren't in this one. Uh, their plan is to make a plan on the way to execute the plan. They're going to improv it. From what I understand, all three of them are like pretty smart kids. They'll figure something They're out. They're super geniuses. And yeah. essentially, I actually, it was one, I really liked that chapter of Promise Neverland where Emma's like, listen, we need to get moving now. Otherwise, we won't make it. The three of us are here. We will come up with a plan that fixes everything. <laughs> well, as they say, when in doubt, frag out. Just make a few grenades and that should clear things up for you. What do you have at seven, Kevin? I have Dr. Stone at seven. Ah. Yeah, uh, it was good Dr. Stone this week. It was a good Dr. Stone, and I, I liked the both of them together. It did not involve the space station crashing down on the planet, but I definitely liked the tie-in 
of we have that little thing of uh, Chrome being like, oh yeah, I've been seeing this thing in the stars, and I'm so I'm expecting Senku to find that at some point fairly soon. Yeah, I have Doctor Stone reboot at seven. Okay, because I like the ending of it. Even though like two chapters ago, I'm like, this should have been the ending. This is actually really cute. Yes, no, it was very good. I I just like some of the other stuff above it. What do you have at six, Tyler? I actually have We Never Learn, partially because without any of the context, this big emotional payoff moment, which I can tell it's supposed to be and probably would be if I had read any of it, is just very meh for me. That's understandable. It's disappointing, but understandable. What do you have at six, Kevin? I have My Hero at six. Me too. Yeah. It's a good chapter of My Hero. I really liked them getting the information, like, Shonen Friendship worked. We did it, sort of. But then it kind of like, oh yeah, hospital, and then... It just kind of like, it doesn't go off the rails, but it's it's like, all right, cool. Shonen Friendship worked, sort of. <laughs> Here's some other plot hooks for the next arc. What do you have at five, Tyler? I had Demon Slayer at five. It was pretty okay. It was like like the awkward transition to the backstory was kind of eh. But the actual backstory itself was fine. Um, I also really liked the arc at the beginning where the love Ashura had her face partially flayed off. That was, I don't know, it was well drawn. So. Yeah. Demon Slayer is good at being drawn. Yes. What do you have at five, Kevin? I have one piece at five. It's some really good Roger on panel, white beard, like young white beard doing some stuff, some really great flashback <laughs> stuff. But it just, it lacked some of the emotional punch that some of the chapters above it had. So that's why it went down here. I had Zipman at five. Tyler, I'm sad you didn't read Zipman. Can I tell you about Zipman? Yes. Zipman is the story of a punk guy. <laughs> who really, really wants to be the TV actor for Zipman, who is basically common writer. Okay. And also his genius younger brother, who runs a pharmaceutical super company at the age of 16. Robotics. Robotics. You're, well, but he also did like pharmaceutical work and it's I'd, a science company. Yeah, but I it was most it was mostly robotics. Like he worked on like mobility assistance, uh wheelchairs and like spinal reconstruction and stuff like that. Anyway, his brother died, but not really. He actually just got put in the soul of a robot by an evil shadowy organization that is providing robot suits of fictional characters to a bunch of people who like those fictional characters. So we find out we got Alphonse. We find out in this chapter that all of the robot suits are not random. They are actually your ideal like persona. So the reason that he got turned into what sort of looked like Jackman is because that was his favorite character. Like, he also wanted to be that dude, kind of. So he turned into that. We have the villain from this arc turned into Cutie Honey because he was a Cutie Honey fan. So do do all the robots have human souls in them? Uh, But most of them have human people in them who pilot them. It seems like none of them, none of the rest of them have human souls, maybe. I do like the uh, shadowy Optimus Prime. Yeah, in I the like background the Optimus of the Prime is going was... to be a villain who's coming soon. <laughs> Optimus Prime, giant baby. T-Rex. T-Rex, it looks like some version of Wukong. It's like, he, he looks like he's got this like fire monkey motif, so it's like some version of Wukong. Uh, some Wukong, sorry. That looked really cool. Yeah, when you mentioned Wukong, I immediately thought of the League of Legends champion. Well, that because he's a version of Sun Wukong. Yeah, I know, but that's like the instant place I go to when I yeah. hear Wukong. Anyway, Zipman was good. Yeah, Zipman was good. He he told the person that was dressed as Cutie Honey to review all the episodes of Cutie Honey because she would never do this evil thing. <laughs> You're more yeah. like the dark version of Cutie Honey. It it was really good. I, I did really like that bit where he was like, listen, I understand you wanting to change the world, but Cutie Honey would never do it this way. 
you were like dark cutie honey you should <laughs> you should watch all of the episodes it's not quite as good as last week where Cutie Honey charged him and his brother was like, why is she so good at martial arts? Don't magical girls usually shoot beams or something? No, the Cutie franchise is renowned for its innovative close combat sequences. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, you mentioned seeing Young Whitebeard earlier. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Young Whitebeard should just be Blackbeard. <laughs> That's a different character. I, yeah, I'm aware it's a different character. He has Te- black hole powers. Yeah, Teach was also in that flashback. Not specifically this week's flashback, but he has been as in part the of this flashback. Okay. Yes, is he actually named Teach? In yeah, that's his okay. name, Marshall D. Teach. Nice. What do you have at number four, Tyler? I have One Piece at number four because it was it was a pretty solid One Piece chapter. I feel like it could have been better for me if I had more knowledge about like what's going on. But as a, as a single page flashback, it got me caught up pretty much to like what the hell is going on with Roger. Kevin, I have Demon Slayer at number four. I. As much as I like get annoyed by the idiot teenager not <laughs> oh, that's... not revealing his feelings, I still like that trope because I like being annoyed at that kid. Like, just tell her how you feel, damn it. It's also a very shonen trope. Yes. I have Mission Years of Korea at four because bullet wedding. <laughs> bullet wedding was good. <laughs> I did I did really like bullet wedding. It just didn't I I guess it did have the emotional impact of Mitsumi finally bit. seeing her mom. Or like seeing her mom in s- such a long time. Yeah. What do you have at number three? My hero. Okay. No, no. It it was a solid, like, I don't know. I liked it. My hero's good, it turns out. Yep, turns out. What do you have at three, Kevin? I have Zipman at number three, because I really liked Bath Optimus Prime. (laughs) Bath Time Optimus Prime. Yeah, Bath Time Optimus Prime, and I really liked the cutie honey bit. Don't give Hasbro any more ideas. (laughs) Transformers! Yeah. Duck out! I was going to say, scrub off. Yeah, (laughs) there you go. (laughs) Autobots, scrub off. (laughs) Autobots, towel off. (laughs) Do the Autobots just go through the car wash? No, they're not the Mighty Morphin Alien Rangers. See, they were from a water planet, and they could- That's an actual thing they do. Yeah, okay, so, (laughs) tangent, because this podcast isn't long enough, and Kevin needs to edit more of it. The Mighty Morphin Alien Rangers are from a water planet, so they need water to survive, but our water is far too polluted, so they can't just drink our water. There is an episode where they just go through a fucking car wash, though, and then are fine afterwards, because Mighty Morphin Alien Rangers is maybe the worst season of Power Rangers. (laughs) What were we talking about, Kevin? I just, I liked Zipman. Okay, I have one piece at number three, because it turned into Impromptu Pirate Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> impromptu Pirate Christmas is good. And that's thematically appropriate. What do you have at number two, Tyler? I can get back in on this now. I remember my one and two. Huzzah! Oh. I had Samurai at number two. I think less because this chapter was particularly good, although I did love the sweet cyborg rocket fist arm <laughs> to try to save the day at the very end there. That's the second time he's used that move. Oh, uh, well, that's maybe less good then. More because I think I just really need to read this entire series. It looks very good. It's pretty it's, good. Yeah, and it's not super long. We're at, what, 20? Thir- 32. 32? Really? That, I thought we were yeah, in like chapter 32 this week. Hmm. Anyway, yeah, not that many chapters. Zach, what do you have at number two? I actually had Yozakura family because bullet wedding <laughs> was great, and I liked the jokes about his, or, uh, her mother scolding her older brother from the grave. From the grave, basically. yeah. Kevin, what do you have at number two? I have Promise Neverland at number two. Even though it is, you know, hey, we're going to do the Rumble at Gracefield like we initially thought, I really liked the reemergence of Grandmother Isabella. Like, I just really liked that reveal of like, hey, look who it is. And the kids just going, mom, was great. And the mummified priest things didn't bother me as much 
because I liked the fact that Sonya and Mukuji's plan was we're going to lie to the kids, telling them we have a plan, and then hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, figure something out. Yeah, but we found that out a couple chapters ago. I, I know. did like it then. But <laughs> I do uh, like that everyone's plan is we'll figure it out. Now, yeah. given a little more context, I actually like it a bit better. And to be fair, this sounds like this is basically the WWE hype man of manga chapters. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I can little... I can get behind that. Yeah, and I did really like it. And I essentially the so no Mugaji was kind of a follower of the old religion, and he's like, hey, this is one of the high priests. And even Sony's like, I didn't know these guys existed. He's like, yeah, most people don't anymore. It's a little bit of a half of a D&D campaign. One half is, we'll <laughs> figure the plan out later, and the other half is, we're over-planning the plan. I have Dr. Stone at number two, because I just really like this week's Dr. Stone. I love the spear fighters who are like, well, we're screwed. We're too dangerous for them to revive us, no matter how desperate they get. Yeah, that <laughs> so was probably a, not going to do it again. That was a really good moment. And I liked Mozu uh, being like, hey, I'd like to try your pipe spear thing. And oh, what's his name? It's not Frieza. <laughs> Hugo. Hugo, yes. Hugo being like, hey, oh, that guy. I'll, I'll teach you. I'll teach you anytime. Like, that is the whole point of this. That's not the whole point of martial arts, but like, of course I'll teach you. Like, that's that's the kind of the idea is that if I can get this style to prosper, then it, that's good. And maybe one day you will beat me. But and I like all the stone statues, just like pointing to relevant places or just like having the victorious expression on their face. Yeah, doing the like solidarity pump. And I love Senku using like sitting up his little wire phone. Yeah, try to activate the, the one meter, of- one second. <laughs> and he's like, well, I guess I got to be closer. Oh well. Yeah. Science. Science is about testing stuff, and my trap didn't work, but oh well. <laughs> yeah, I d- yeah it, it was a really good chapter. And, and I want to know how Senku survived. Yep. Okay, what do you have at number one, Tyler? Because so, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I had Hell's Paradise at number one. It was a very <laughs> solid standalone chapter. See, because you read um, last week's chapter, because there was no chapter this week. Oh, uh, well, I but, had last week's chapter of Hell's Paradise at number one. It was a pretty solid go. standalone I like, chapter. I... I I asked in our Discord. After, I saw that, and I read last pages. week's anyway, and I took notes on it. Yeah, with, so. with like, hey, we're going to spread the Black Plague to Yeah, the, the Black Flower Plague, so that I can resurrect a divine hell beast. Well, I guess yep, it's, the, you're correct. it's the Black it Flower Plague, but paradise. instead of rats, they're using butterflies. Yes. Okay, what did you have in number one, Zach? We never learned. Correct. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as it came up in, like, this... Uh, Sensei being like, I love all of you. I'm like, oh, and then I finally Uruka, can stop being hard on you guys. Yeah, you finally did it. Uruka confessing to him, and I'm like, oh, and I'm like, can I stop awing for like five minutes? <laughs> no, this just won't let me stop. That's been like the last three chapters of We Never Learned. Yeah, I think has it been number one for the last three weeks? I think so. I know at least it was last week. I remember that for sure, and I think it was the week before that too. Like the, because it's at the climax. It's just like, nope. I've always like I've always liked this series. It's kind of floated up and down between being at the top of our list and being more towards the middle, but it's never like gone down. Well, and this is like, oh, it's at the climax. Yep, it's it's just up there. I've said it in the past. Like this, th- these kind of emotional payoffs are the reason why I read fiction. So like, yeah, I like, like I said, all these characters, and it's like things are working out for everybody. This is awesome. I love all of you people. I think I like I said. I think I would have loved this chapter. I think I just need to read the series. So. Or watch it. Or watch the it, ma- yeah. The anime is pretty solid. Yeah, but poor uh, Fumina and Ogata have to do go second. <laughs> yep. They have to convince very straight-laced, uh, by-the-book Yu-Gi-Oh! to do a harem ending. I mean, listen. <laughs> Nothing I'm wrong still, with that. Uh, I'm honestly still of the opinion that it's going to be none of them. Yeah, okay. That it's going to be someone else. 
that he's like, actually, I've had a girlfriend this entire time. I just no, I, told you guys. I don't it think it's funny. going. I, I, that would be funny. I don't think it's going to be. I've had a girlfriend this entire time. It's all of them are going to leave, and he's going to find somebody else. Like him, like his experience with their relationship. Here's sister. <laughs> <laughs> that would uh-huh. be great that would be hilarious so you mentioned the harem ending thing and it just made me think of one of those panels in rosario vampire the manga where there are a couple of the characters who are literally carrying a banner that is for the polygamy union yeah i was gonna say just be poly it solves a lot of problems just saying okay so speaking of being poly and problems <laughs> i guess yeah, I mean, it Can- seems like a pretty exclusive relationship after, actually, but we read Sweet Rain, and we will talk about it after the break. So we read Sweet Rain, something I've literally wanted to read for Christmas since we started this podcast, and it's why I made Zach and Tyler come be on this episode. How did you find this? Chris Sims wrote about it for Christmas on Comics Alliance like four years ago. I I was like, thank you, Mr. Sims. My one note on this entire thing is just a single bullet that says, wow. (laughs) I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven notes. If I remembered my notes, the first one was, this is bonkers. Yeah, I have also been telling everyone I know that this is bonkers. <laughs> so you wanted to set the stage, Tyler, so I will let you take it away. All right. The official Viz description is, Sad at the thought of spending Christmas alone, Kurumi Sagara goes out for a walk. While she's crossing the street, a boy bumps into her, and a rain suddenly appears that binds them together. The overjoyed boy tells her that she's his master and that she's a Santa Claus. Kurumi dismisses him as a crazy person, but then he transforms into a reindeer exclamation point. Also, the very first panel of this, which I think also does a pretty good job getting across what universe this is, I guess. Once upon a time, Santa Claus delivered presents on his own. Then God entrusted him a magical reindeer. <laughs> and that's all you need to know about the series. Hey, it's got surprisingly complex talk about BDSM relationships. It does. I yeah. actually uh, some of the author notes in the volume, the version of the volume I was reading, basically said like I got the inspiration from this by really being into a master servant lifestyle situation, and I don't get to live it, but I can at least write about it. No, I, my favorite part is the part you left off is like, and I had to write something for Christmas, and then I thought, hey, Christmas already has a very famous master servant relationship. <laughs> I'm like, no, no one calls it that. I'm wondering if it's some weird Japanese version of the... <laughs> of the Santa uh, myth? Of the Santa myth, I'm just yeah. saying, well, for some reason, the Judeo-Christian god is part of this myth, and I don't know why. Might not necessarily be the Judeo-Christian that god. Is that it is true. Says... It's probably Kami, and it's just a translation. It just says God in all caps, so I don't know. You Again, get... that's probably just a translation thing. Hey, the... I, I don't want to spoil this, but I do want to spoil this. I know it, I think it's volume three, but it might be volume two. The Dark Santa shows up. Well, I mean, at the end of this, we almost get the dark reindeer, so. <laughs> so, yeah, we I think we've described this pretty well. Karumi is a Santa Claus because the author wanted to draw lots of cute Santa outfits. To be fair, they are adorable. Yes. So. 
Well, yeah, that's and specifically they, female Santa outfits. Yeah, he wanted to draw female Santa outfits, so it made it a female Santa instead of the traditional male Santa. Yeah, so she bumps into this guy, and this guy's like, I'm a reindeer. That means I can do literally anything you command me to, but you have to command me to do it. Also, the, it breaks when they kiss for some reason. <laughs> because anime. And it, it only worked, or it broke the first time because as a reindeer, he started licking her face because she fainted immediately upon him transforming into a reindeer, which frankly seems like a reasonable reaction to seeing a guy transform into a reindeer. <laughs> also, to be fair though, if you are a reindeer and someone you know faints, it seems like licking them in the face is a reasonable reaction. Yeah, also. also. Yes. yes. <laughs> Both of these seem very well, she, reasonable. She gets extremely pissed off and then eventually gets over it because she's like, okay, well, like, that kind of does make sense. You are, I, you were a reindeer. I really like face. that the main character is basically just like, she's not really a shut-in, but she's like, you know, she values her personal time. And she like was kind of like looking forward to Christmas on her own. She's like, well, dad's working, so I guess I can do this by myself. Well, the way it seemed to me is like she didn't want to spend Christmas on her own because she was asking other people. Yeah, but she had resigned herself to it. But wasn't looking. That's f- not the same as looking forward to it. Well, I know this let is me finish be- my goddamn point, though. <laughs> Jesus is mostly she seems like kind of an introvert shut in, and she's kind of annoyed at this guy's like forced contact, and she's not really okay with like physical touch. And then she's like, "Oh wait, no, never mind. I totally wanted this magical reindeer boyfriend. What was I talking about?" <laughs> it's like, "Oh wait, this is my fetish. I just didn't know because I'm 16." Yep. <laughs> Okay, that was my point. You may continue. Okay, I was going to do a little <laughs> cross-promotion with What's a Gundam by This Seems Like the Chick from Wing, who's just <laughs> like... Relina Peacecraft? Yes. Who's like, oh, a handsome boy. <laughs> well, oh, I, there's the, oh, a handsome boy, and yeah, sure, Dad, it's fine if you don't spend Christmas with me, whatever. Uh, one of my notes is, is my daughter a secret Santa? <laughs> <laughs> I really hope that comes up again later, too. <laughs> yeah, because her dad does see her flying around on the sleigh. Oh, also, there's that entire chapter that's just, like, Cancer Boy. Yeah, my one of my other notes is, lots of beaches in this Christmas manga. Yeah, it's that be- is true. It's because reindeer are weak to heat. That's a known elemental weakness. Well, yeah, they're ice type. <laughs> yeah. I don't even... How do, how do you guys normally... Do you do, like, a summary of what the hell the... We often do. I mean, it just Maybe. depends on... It depends on the chapter. That's fair. On the um, series. This entire thing is just bonkers, and I kind of love it. Same. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> I think it's one of those that you kind of need to experience. It wasn't bad. It's a really light read, and it's got this breeziness to it. Yeah. And clearly, this is a fantasy of... Like, not exists exactly, but clearly a lot of the author's personal fantasy gets in there, and that's not a problem. Yeah. It wasn't like that one one-shot that I was <laughs> Fetish on Kendo? That one. God, that F- was Ken. terrible. Yeah, that was bad. I do really like that she wakes up in uh, Kaito's... Ka- Kaito is the reindeer, by yes, the way. Yeah. I don't know that we ever said his name. That he wakes up in Kaito's family's home, and they're like, oh yeah, we're all magical reindeer, except Kaito's dad here. He's just some dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're a magical reindeer, you opposites attract. You don't want to marry another magical reindeer. Well, you say that. Uh, so actually, my favorite part, and it's not really explained at all, but I'm going to assume to, or choose to interpret this. So Kaido is like infatuated with the idea of the like Santa reindeer relationship because he admired his grandfather a lot. And he and his grandfather's Santa have like a really tight bond and stuff. But they only like get it together basically once a year to go do the Santa thing uh, because they do have to fulfill their magical obligations to children at the same time. <laughs> Even though, like, the reindeer are basically genies. They can use their magic, but only when asked to. Anyway, 
I do really like the fact that it's implied, and I think it may be even explicitly stated, that Kaido's grandfather is dead and has been dead for five years, yes. and that his Santa literally summoned him from the void <laughs> well, yeah, for one last midnight ride. His well, last command was for him to come to him before he died. Yeah. yeah. So he was like, I, may, I gave you this command before the grandfather died. And so because of the way his magic worked, he, that's why he showed back up all of a sudden. He's like, well, I mean, you commanded me to do it, so I have to do it. I, I just like the fact that this magic is apparently, their bond is so powerful. It's Santa he, magic, Tyler. He pulled them from the depths of hell. <laughs> she begs for a miracle and gets a little letter from the future that causes a boy to f- defeat cancer. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. This is why you don't mess with Chris Kringle. <laughs> uh, maybe sometimes otherwise known as Odin. <laughs> yep. Or a whole host of other different names. Like, best case scenario, Kiss comes to kick your ass for kidnapping Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> and they're magical interdimensional space magical girls. I think I said magical like five times. <laughs> you did. Fine. Uh, Need to squeeze it in one more time, though. So, like. Whoa, oh, it's magical girls. This. Like, we're ragging on it, but it wasn't the worst thing I've ever read. I've definitely read worse. It was weird. The but... concept is ridiculous. The actual implementation is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's it's okay. It's fine. It's not something I would have actually actively sought out if Jeremy hadn't been like, hey, you guys need to read this. This shit is bonkers. Yeah. Shoujo isn't typically my thing. It only has three volumes, so it's extremely easy to finish the series. And this volume's only three chapters. They're the longer chapters, sort of Orin High School host club style. I assume this was published monthly. Yep. I don't so, know. I liked it. Yeah. So did I. Also, in the back of volume one is a bonus one shot for this author called Sweet Bite, which is this if it was a vampire. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> oh, is that really what it is? Not quite, because like the vampire, like the plot is the vampire is, you know, macking on a girl, drinking her blood, and a little girl knocks on his door and he's like, What? He's like, I'm your daughter. And he's like, That is not possible. Please leave. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Vampires can't get boners. <laughs> What if it was a pre-vampire boner, though? No, but she's too young for that. Okay. He's been a vampire for a long time. Uh, But she insists no, and so she ends up staying at his place because it's late. And then he's like, well, Well, then there's also the creepy pedo dude who's like, oh, hey, what are you doing out here, little girl? Well, you can come hang out in my room. And (laughs) And the vampire's like, ah, no, you are (laughs) staying at my place tonight. And then she accidentally ends up becoming his daughter. And the twist at the end is that she is... Her grandmother was in love with him before he was a vampire. And, and his, then her, and and then her, her mother, mother was in love with him while he was a vampire. And it didn't work out because vampire. And uh-huh. now, so now she is in love with him. Huh. Okay. Yep. But as a dad instead of a lover. Yeah. Which, I just, huh. I just, just like, like Sweet I, Rain, it is ridiculous, but it's sweet and not bad. No, well, I'm just wondering what happened to the daughter to force her to seek out this vampire dude. Yeah, she died. It, it's, it is okay. stated. I don't remember. Yeah, her mother died, died, and she was like, her last wish was that well, when me and great grandma go to heaven, or when, when, when me and grandma go to heaven, you should go seek out this man. Okay. I'm just going to say I'm way more into the Santa and om- omnipotent reindeer thing. Well, yeah. But uh, we should get back next year and read volume two i'm okay with this yeah i'm also okay with this because this is like the best this put me in the christmas mood more than like anything (laughs) any other christmas media despite the fact that over half of it took place during the middle of summer yeah but it had santa outfits and the meaning of love and gifts and santa like it actually had a decent it actually had a pretty good message for most of the other stuff yeah the sub has all the power in the relationship (laughs) (laughs) not that part Uh, I do uh, really like thinking. that every time Kaido sees her in a new outfit, he's like, <gasps> like he always has the exact same stutter and is like, you look adorable and just like destroys her. <laughs> and she's like, but why? 
don't know. It's really I do I do think though that next time we do this, we should maybe read it before Christmas as opposed to after yeah. Christmas. Well, maybe next time our schedules will line up a little bit better. I will say there was a lot less implied sexual tension in this. Well, it's shoujo. Yeah. Honestly, when you first described it to us, that was what I thought, too. It was like, oh, great, this is going to be rough. No, I thought it was at least going to be a little more like, they're not even flirtatious, really? Well, Kaido is with her, but she's mostly kind of along the lines of, stay away from yeah. me. Well, I mean, they're she gets that, less that towards the end. They're so. at that middle school for flirtation level where, like, being able to hold her hand is, you know, making it to third base. <laughs> That's true. I mean, Kaido's just so infatuated with the whole situation that... Yeah, he's not normally even allowed near her, so he's like, I get to stand near you? That's first base. <laughs> I get to <laughs> hold your hand? second base. <laughs> yes. Anything else you want to say about Sweet Rain? It's, uh, it's worth checking out. Yeah, read it next Christmas if you're not going to read it right now. Yeah, it's very cute. I approve. Yeah. All right, so we have one duty left, which is we need to put somebody on personality power level. Vegeta, what does the scouter say about his power level? Personality power level is the list where we rank manga characters from best to worst. At the top is that annoying brat Uzumaki Naruto, who I can imagine pretty easily in a Santa outfit. At the bottom is that guy who isn't Yamcha from that time I got reincarnated as Yamcha. <laughs> and then in the center is Red from Pokemon Adventures, a Christmas color. Are we putting Kurumi on the list? Yeah, that's the one who makes the most sense to me. Yeah. Kurumi is a pretty standard shoujo protagonist, and most of ours are pretty low, but I like her more than a lot of the others. Like, she I like has, her... seems to have a little more personality than average shoujo. <sighs> I like her more than Haruhi from Oran High School Host Club. Yes. Yes, I agree. Do we have any shoujo protagonists higher than her? We should, because the one from Cypher, I think, ended up fairly high on the list. Yeah, you're right. She ended up really high. I think I like her more than her as well, actually. Yeah, I I still do. Denise kind Murphy. Of, yeah, I do still kind of want to go back to Cipher, just because that it seemed intriguing, even though Shoujo isn't normally my thing. Not that we should necessarily do that, but I might go do it on my own. But I do like I mean, her. I more did than buy Denise. the entire series, so we yep. might as well. How did the chick from Kiss Him Not Me end up so high? Oh, she, because Kiss Him Not Me is great. Okay. Yeah, she's who I'm going to next. K Saranuma. I don't know if I think she's better than K. Maybe no, I'm the, thinking of a different story. The otaku the, who gets a boy harem. That's yeah, Kiss she, Him, Not Me. She's a fat nerd, but then she gets sick and loses a bunch of weight and becomes hot. And all the boys that she ships together suddenly are into her. Okay, no, I just heard you guys talking about this. I don't think I actually read this one. Okay. Yeah, it's actually pretty great because she's like, there. It, that's why it's the Kiss Him, Not Me. Is She's trying to get all of them together because she's really into BL and... So she's like, no, I want all of you guys together, but they all want to hang out with her because she's hot. <laughs> so the only character between them is Yona from Yona of the Dawn. I like her more than Yona because I still haven't, I still do want to also read more Yona of the Dawn. Or maybe not necessarily read it. It's on the animes available and I maybe want to do that because I'm kind of interested in it. I really shouldn't add anything more for me to watch. I've already got too large of a backlog. You and me both. So, I have four bins worth of backlog. <laughs> That's fair. I keep mine digitally. So Kurumi Sagara we got number 19 above Yona and below K Saranuma. Oh, she did pretty well. Yes. She got, she got herself the gift of doing well on the list. <laughs> Just barely top third, but top third. Well, none of us are women, so she's not going to go up as high as some of the, you know, shonen boys. Yeah. Well, Minako Aino and Isagi Tsukino are three and four. True. I was, was going to say, if I had a good shonen girl, she'd probably go at the top, so... Who's, is there I a good shonen girl? I don't know any of these characters. 
Maybe. Ryoko Matoi. Okay. There She's go. not a manga character. No, so. but she is a shonen girl. Yes, so. that is true. I, and I actually really like her, so. I do, too. I, I, I love Matoi. Um, so next week, we haven't decided what we're going to read yet, so I'm making the decision right now. We're going to read Gundam Wing Glory of the Losers, because we're doing What's a Gundam now. So we're going to start with the Gundam Wing manga. Okay. You should check out our other podcast at lastpodcast.com. Zach and Tyler are on them. We're about to start Gundam Sea Destiny, and it's a Gundam. And if you want to be here for that train wreck, you should. <laughs> our Patreon is www.patreon.com slash lastpodcast if you want to throw us some money, where we have bonus episodes with these guys talking about Shars Counterattack. Our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fist Fight by Tom W. Emmerich. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions. And our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt. Tyler, anything you want to plug? Actually, I'd like to just plug Studio Megane again because I've been doing all those like island episodes for It's a Gundam. And they somehow did the opening for every single show. They like mecha anime is how they did that. Yeah, but they did not do the ending for every single show. And Power Rangers. My favorite is whenever they do a Power Rangers theme, it's an NES cartridge. Like when they do stuff from the 80s that's Japanese, they're Famicom cartridges. But they do an NES one for Power (laughs) Rangers. It's very nice. Which is pretty good. Uh, Zach, anything you want to plug? I'd say watch most of these series that you guys have been talking about, because the ones that are actually available as anime are really good to watch. Kevin? Not this week. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, everybody. Yar har har! Ta-da!